Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the three part Coach Bruce Wrangler hosted space confessions. Beautiful experiences you cherish. Let's take a listen. We're waiting. You just told her to shut up. I told her to shut up because she wasn't talking in the Indian accent. I gave I'm her trying to, to show only you that speak. I'm obedient. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Clearly not that obedient. Yes, you told me to shut up. I said, if you guys want me to be quiet, just tell me to shut up. This I'm is like Simon loud. Says. This is like a game of Simon Says. Shut up, <laughs> and I muted myself because I know I'm a little loud. So if you need me to don't be talk. quiet, shut up. I don't mind talk. being quiet for Oof. a little bit. Just let talk. me know. Don't talk. <laughs> talk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's great! Hey, are you gonna well do done. the? Are you going to do the Indian accent? Or are you not gonna do it? Why would you like say that you're gonna do it and then not do it? Because I said if someone tells me to shut up, I'll shut up. Yeah, but if you were listening, he said shut up and only talk if you're using the Indian accent. Okay, so he did well, give you permission to speak, to but you need to use I'm the Indian little, accent. You guys are confusing me. Do you need me to be quiet or not? Because I don't know if you guys need me to be a little quieter or not. Just listen for a second. You just need to do the Indian accent. Uh, it's done. She's not willing to do it. Let's move on. Coach Bruce, no, I've got I'll a question do it. for you. I will do it. Coach, Miss, Miss, Coach B, I Coach will B. Do it. I will Coach do B. it, but I need a sentence. Coach B doesn't speak like a woman from the Ozarks. Coach B, please. How are you, sir? Hey Adonis, where's um, where's your twin, King Wabby? Uh, he's at Whole Foods. We just did a Bitcoin maximalist space, and uh, they torched him a new one because he was talking about the Adam ecosystem. Uh, what do you think about this new person we've got? This no scope person. Uh, I'm indifferent, man. I just wanted to uh, touch base with you and uh, see how our King Doquan's doing. Can you send me? picture of boobies please that was not very good so you can just go on mute now thanks can you send me picture of boobies please that's super fucking racist <laughs> it is like it is very anyway i think uh better, anyway, uh, better anyway, to shut up yeah fucking racist and I know, but that's not good. You're just uh, like trying to take the piss with some of First the, of all, someone's I like language. Ethnically part Indian. Okay, so fine, to... but I don't understand what's your problem with the Indian. But you're trying to make fun of out of it. Hey, it's I not, got it's re- not nice. Yeah, I removed them from speakers. Just I don't know, it's boring, really. Just I, I kind of like worked her out after like ten seconds, and then it just repeated. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me personally, just a bit bored. I mean, I'm open to like democracy, though. You guys can give your opinion. Marie, what do you think? Katie, what do you think? Um, was it fruitful and positive, or was it negative for the space? 
I thought she brought a, a specific type of much needed energy. I, you know, I'm not just simping here too. I thought, uh, I thought her little Ozarks thing, I thought that was really good. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like, uh, we've let this play out. Um, uh, but I think what's going to happen is she's going to like, listen to a few of our conversations, kind of understands what's happening. Mm. And then she'll like properly torch somebody here. Right. Like it's, it's like, I think, I think we haven't fully seen the wrath of, uh, of no scope just shot no she's really good she's like a, a i don't know like a female you you should be really afraid to put your penis in because like if she's your enemy she'd fucking fuck you really bad like as in fuck you over like take revenge in some way um she's yeah, also one of those sure. girls who's like i don't know she's like honed her craft of arguing with men for years and years and years you know what i mean she's like if if you if you did something like if, if you noticed she did something unreasonable and you called her out on it and you were like, don't do that again. She would twist it back around instantly. And like by the end of the night, you'd be crying. Do you know what I mean? She's one of those girls, like amazingly persistent. Just yeah, a, I think, I think like what I'm going to buy, I'm, I'm deciding what to get her for Christmas, actually. Um, so I was thinking about this a little bit. I'm like, maybe a gift of some kind, right? Like I'm thinking, you know how in, uh, I don't know what movie it is, but you know how they have those little knives and they're like weighted properly for throwing, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. So you can like have like a, a, a small like set of them and you just go, what the fuck you is just going throw them on? really quickly, right? I'm going to, I'm going to get her um, for Christmas, a set of like throwing knives so she can like just completely take someone out. Honestly, I'm really confused right now, but you know what? I need to pee. So I guess keep having your little meeting or whatever this is about. No, no. Uh, would you be opposed to a Christmas gift, though? Like, with a throwing knife? Honestly, you don't, um... You don't think that'd be cool? Honestly, I have to pee really bad, so I don't have enough time to answer that question. I'll be right back. Okay, we'll see you in a minute. Like, do, do you guys think that would be a reasonable gift? Like, a little... Maybe a package with, like, a bow on it. Maybe, uh, I don't know, little Santa Claus pictures on the wrapping. And then she opens it up, right? And there's these, like, little ninja knives. I think it would be reasonable. I'd save yeah, the money. She goes to I think that the ninja knives would be dangerous for her to have. She seems like she could just flip a switch at any moment and maybe do something that she thinks is funny but ends up being really dangerous. Yeah. I think that's why Steffi wants to give them to her. Yeah, I've got really I bad see. news because I've got a sword in my living room, so... I don't really think knives should be your concern. Well, this is really important. What what type of sword? What type of sword? I like honestly, what genre? Whatever. I don't know. What culture? Mace is like a shape of a hawk. So it's like one of those cool antique swords. But I just kind of hung it in my living room. So I didn't really know what to do with it. So I just put a nail the in the fucking wall. It has a hawk on it? Yeah. Like the case. You know how swords got a case? And it has like the shape yeah, of a hawk. Yeah, you periodically take this sword out of your its sheath or case or whatever. And do you, do you, do you like chop, do you like throw little oranges and apples in the air and like cut them so you can eat them? No, I just leave it on the wall. Mm, okay, well, no throwing knives for you for Christmas then. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I feel like I wouldn't really be super responsible with knives. And not because like I stab people or anything, but because they're just kind of small. And I'm kind of like messy, so I feel like they just kind of get lost in my living room or something, like under my couch or something. Oh, is your is your living room kind of a dump, or do you kind of keep maintain it pristine? Like, what does it look like? I mean, it kind of depends on the day. Like, sometimes it's clean, sometimes it's got shit all over it. It really just depends on what I'm feeling like. 
you know? Yeah. Like, do, do you tend to order like, uh, like, like who do you order pizza from? Are you like uh, a Papa John's, a Domino's? Like, what are you? Neither, because I'm allergic to gluten, so I don't get to have pizza. I'm a fan oh, of pizza, but I don't get to Jesus eat it. Christ. The, the I don't get to thing. eat it. I'd like to, though. I'd like You're to so eat shocking. it, but I can't. It kind of makes sense that you have celiac that just like, you just seem like a person that would have celiac. Yeah, it makes me real tired for like 50 fucking hours. It's like real fucked up. It really fucks me up. But I wish I could. You honestly think anyone here cares? Honestly. I'm just letting you know. I don't mean to be rude. It's just you asked and I'm letting you know I don't get to eat those places. Just shut up. Shut up. Go on mic. Damn. Mean yourself for one second. Honestly, I really don't like being mean to people, but I had to leave the space. And like, I want to talk to my friends, and you just don't stop running your fucking mouth. I think everyone's nervous to speak now. <laughs> no, show appreciation for Zara for standing up for the female species here. You know, in web yes, three. Thank you for space. defending against a question that I was asked. You know, that was really <laughs> brave of you. Sefi, really Sefi, Sefi, let's play a game. Uh, say, like yes, yesterday I think uh, Coach was uh, trying to do some game, but I fucked it up, I think. But um, uh, we say like we start from you if you want. Like say, for example, like <laughs> the, like what you wearing kind of thing. Um, I've gone the uh, route of athleisure lately. Um, we've been talking about this, right? So I have these clothes. They, they're like rubber. Um, like they don't wrinkle because they're like they're, they're like not fucking made of fabric. I don't know what they are. Um, they're kind of like, I don't know. It almost feels like some sort of like jumpsuit slash pajamas. Like you literally could wear them like anywhere, but also nowhere. Like you could just, it's just really interesting and efficient. I don't know. Like it. Um, by the way, my friend uh, Chimp is in the audience, and I think he wants to speak, if that's possible. Yeah, I think we're like, let's see, is there any room left in here to do that? This thing, like, let's kind of, like, swap some folks out, if you don't mind. Like, yeah, if anyone, like, wants to hear Chimp, drop off for a minute. Let's see what Chimp is saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll drop. Okay. Let's see if what uh, Chimp's up to. Maybe he got shy. Huh. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I think I think is I want to be in a space where I can like lie on my pillow in my in my big bed of silk sheets with my teddy bears and stuff, and I can be all cozy and like there won't be any really loud abrasive noises. That that, that sounds like, fucking I'm... gay, dude. Like, oh wait, that sounds so gay. Wait, is that Chen? That sounds so gay, dude. This is just American. Just you're just American. You just have to. No, just, hey, bitch. That was Chen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you talk more about your katana? You're really embarrassing me right now. Zara, I'm so sorry. I don't know why you would add me to this. I don't know, like, I just thought, like, uh, we've been mutuals for a while and you asked. So I was like, yeah, sure. But, like, you know, you can just be yourself. Like, you don't need to I think Zara, you... just a, just hold a on, tip for on. the future. Hold on. Hey, penis, 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 penis. Zara, is this your friend? Well, he's kind of my friend. 
but he asked to be on the space. So I was like, okay, I'll ask for you. <laughs> have you spoken in spaces before? Have you just typed to him? I've been in a group chat with him about six months ago. Yeah, yeah it's fun. I think that just let me like properly roast him for a minute. That would have been fun. I think it's a really big mistake to just type with someone for ages and never hit them because they could end up like a freak like they just did. No, you don't. He's fine. He would warm up after a while. Hey, y'all. Can you hear? What's going on, Justin? Uh, not, not a lot. This is a, uh, I've hopped in and listened to, you know, maybe a dozen or so spaces and, uh, never spoken in one. You guys are, uh, not to be nervous or anything, but yeah, I, you guys just, it, it makes me really comfortable listening to you guys. Uh, it's kind of like, Hmm. I used to hang out at a coffee shop. It goes from really highly intelligent conversation, you know, just taking you up to that next level, and then, then you uh, you get uh, you know folks that uh, just you know royal up the blood and speak gibberish. So it's uh, I, I don't know. It's um, yeah, I've seen a few of you in other spaces with the uh, the link and, and stuff, and uh, this is kind of the first space that hasn't been all that link. Uh, you know, it's 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 fun. I requested the mic a while ago. I had some thoughts in my head, but I've long since forgotten what they were. Um, I think. I think so no maybe tell us something about yourself, my, like you, like brain a little clean right there. But uh, what kind? What, Coffee you drink? Oh no, it's it's been there. enjoyable. Latte guy, like black. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's a very interesting trajectory. I feel like the secret to this space is that everyone just shares their emotions freely, and everyone feels safe to express themselves in any way that they want to. Um, and so that's why the space is so cozy and like you feel com like confident and comfortable to speak. And we seem like we all know each other very well. It's just a very safe, emotional space for everyone to share freely how they feel. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I want it yeah, to feel as if I, we're I, in like a giant bed. Get that. That's nice. Justin, if you're new to spaces, you've got to mute yourself. Otherwise we can hear all the background noise. Up, up what's happening, man. Um, Justin, we've got like a little bit of a lag with you for some reason. We're having a hard time mm. hearing it. Either, either the internet is lagging or his brain is lagging. Um, I can't hear anything from I've, Justin. How about now? I think it might be the internet. I was out outside on my porch for a little bit. Is that yeah, you're better? good. Gotcha. You're good. Good. Yeah, sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, so, with with all of the interesting conversations, what would you like to chat about? Anything? Um, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, I, as far as Luke, well, I have a question. I, um, I don't recall his name, but it was a gentleman talking about the uh, pizza shop. I. I'm, you know, I'm a woodworker. I got into crypto about a year ago. How do you guys, you know, everyone thinks I'm crazy when I talk about crypto. Um, 
Uh, it's very entertaining to me. You know, it's at this point it's a hobby until I found Lunk. And, you know, when do you like outside of the crypto sphere, like, do you guys like do people look at you like you're crazy? Like when I mentioned NFT, you know, people yeah, look at me like you're largely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, it's just something like, uh, you know, when I come into these spaces, you know, it's a lot of people talking about the same, same thing. Um, when, when you get outside of it, you know, I go to work and, you know, I go from day to day with my family and friends and neighbors and stuff. And it's just, it's kind of like a lot of blank stares, you know, it's, it's a really, I mean, you know, have you considered maybe talking to them about other stuff? I mean, oh yeah, I definitely do. It's, it's usually when it comes up, it's, I think it's like, a, I'm not really super heavily invested to it. I'm not very tech savvy, um, you know, stuff I mean, like that. It's good to have a few secrets, like as a man, like, you know, like what's he doing in his office? And then it's like, it's more of a mystery, I think, so for them to never know than for you to just talk about NFTs. Because, for example, if my father came to me and said, Anissa, I've bought NFTs, I would be like, what? Like, what, what Facebook ads have you been looking at? You know? Right. So I think maybe you should just focus on, um, like, diversifying both your spiritual and your material portfolio, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's nice. I don't know to hear you guys listen talk about stuff that's not um well exactly what I'm talking about. So it's a uh, it's entertainment, entertaining value, and uh, thanks for letting me hop in yeah, here. We, we, we periodically will like we'll, we'll like nerd space and stuff, where we'll nerd out about that kind of shit. So yeah, if you don't have anyone to chat about stuff like that, there's certainly crowds here that love it. So yeah, just Justin. come hang out whenever and yeah. Cool. Yeah. Justin, you should come back to these spaces all the time and like follow Coach and Sefi because they always host spaces. But I really recommend black Twitter, specifically African Twitter spaces. Those are the most fun spaces to listen to. Okay. And they always get really heated and very emotional. And they speak the truth. I'm telling you right now, they're having more fun than any of white Twitter is having on their Twitter spaces. Hmm. Okay. That's my recommendation. If you're a connoisseur of Twitter spaces, um, how do we find those? I, I maybe. Yeah. Am I allowed to speak, or am I going to get in a timeout again? You might get in timeout, so you better mm-hmm. choose your but words it's carefully. It's about NFTs. I swear to God. I swear to God. It's about it better NFTs. be interesting and it no, better be it's short. it's not really interesting. It's just about NFTs because I wanted to add a conversation. NFTs, you know, I've been into kind of Bitcoin and Ethereum for a while and I've been buying them, but I've honestly never bought an NFT. But I've been into Bitcoin and stuff for years and I've been investing in that. You know, I don't, I still don't understand NFTs and maybe I should, but I really just kind of screenshot the ones I like. And I know that's not allowed, but no one's really going to stop me. I mean, no one's ever, no one's ever noticed. No one's ever stopped me. So I, I don't know. 
I just, I, that's my What's opinion on NFTs. I'll just screenshot it. No scope. I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah, like now. take Zara, for example. She just screenshotted her uh, profile picture, right? Look at me, for example. Mine's from a fucking video game. I don't, like, I don't own the Fallout Enterprise, right? Like, I don't own anything. Like, I just go- I went to Google Images and, like, oh, that looks cool. Let's take that. Yeah, I don't know. I really like, you know, I will always be supportive of like investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum and sometimes other, you know, little things like sometimes Solana. The other ones, it's it kind of vary. It kind of depends on like how it's doing. But usually always Bitcoin and Ethereum are usually always very safe to invest in. But NFTs, maybe I just don't know enough about them. I don't know. But every time I see one I like, I just kind of screenshot it and I take it and no one knows. So I won't buy one because I just take it and nobody ever noticed. So, yeah. I'll mute myself now. Sorry, I just I needed to include that. You know, that was that was a topic. I'll mute myself. Don't don't put me in timeout again. I really am behaving. I'm really trying my best. I am just wondering what NFTs you're screenshotting for personal use because most of them I have found to be really ugly and weird looking. And I prefer Pinterest. I don't think there's anything down this rabbit hole. Well, there is one of this little cute robot that I found, and it was this guy who bought NFTs. It was his profile picture, and I opened it, and I saved it. And I use it for a lot of, like, little things for decorations and stuff. Like, I don't, it just looked cute to me, so I just kind of stole it, and I took it. And no one ever know. It was, like, months ago. Nobody ever noticed. So I, I don't understand NFTs. I've been into Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that shit forever. I've been into it cryptocurrency stocks forever but i genuinely i'm not quite sure i understand nfts maybe there is like something significant to them and i just don't realize it yet but all i'm saying is i've screenshotted quite a few of them no one ever knew so i don't really think i i wouldn't recommend paying for them because i've stolen a few and no one ever knew about it so what, um, that's what brought saying. you to Twitter originally? Like, what community? What, what uh, inspired you to make a Twitter? Honestly, I made a Twitter like a year ago, and I forgot I had it. And then I accidentally logged in like a week ago, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, I have a Twitter account!" And that's why I'm, now I'm here. Nice. Um, up, you were about to say something. Uh, I was going to make a comment about uh, when someone was saying that it's okay to talk about everything emotional here. I was going to make a joke and say, unless you're an Indian, but it's not. Yeah. Well, we've had, we've had some like generals from the Pakistan army here, for example. Um, We've had some uh, different levels of Indians. We've had, um, yeah, all sorts of people have arrived. Right. And um, like it's it's fine to be whatever you want to be, but uh, if you can't take a joke, we we are gonna fuck you up here. That's the only problem. So that's the thing. Like Zara is gonna take a whip to you or Marie or whatever, right? Like, um. So that's the thing. Like, it's like where whatever you are, it's like you gotta have a you gotta kind of roll with it. You gotta kind of roll with the punches. I think otherwise, it's not it's no fun for anybody. Yeah, life's too short to be serious all the time. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like like whatever you are, you should be able to like maybe laugh about it a little bit like you know i don't think anyone's here trying to like be malicious or anything well 
I can be malicious sometimes, but usually I'll recognize that and apologize after. Yeah, like Jay Hoon, if I cut you off earlier, I didn't I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. So Bruce, um, so what's on the uh, your like docket of uh, uh, confessions at this point? Like, what obsession have we not covered today? I don't know, Steffi. I think the conversation needs to come naturally, and uh, I don't know. This something has happened. The vibe has shifted, and I feel myself shutting down and kind of coiling back in myself. Um, and I've got an urge to get on the floor and maybe adopt like the fetal position or something. Like the vibe has been shifted that worse I, I don't know i don't know how to describe it it's it's like I, I feel like i feel like i'm a turtle and i've gone fully back into my shell somebody needs to call david in here you know what i really understand and you know what if i was a turtle i would feel really sad too because have you seen those videos on instagram where those turtles they got like part of their shell broken and they got to fix them it's just really hard and I get it. I get it that it's not easy being like that. And I just want you to know that you're really understood because when turtles, when their little shell breaks, sometimes they die and that's not easy, you know? So I get it. And you're, you're heard, you know? Yeah. I so, sometimes yes. I feel like an Instagram turtle. Hey, Jacquez, what's going on? Uh, I just have one question about, uh, Luna, actually. Luna Classic. Ah, okay. Some nerd talk. What's up? Actually, a proposal. So I was wondering, um, it's, which one is it? It's $47.93. The, the one about the on-chain, or the off-chain. Yeah, Bruce, uh, any comments about that? If you're playing That's kind of your thing. Well, what's the question? Um, so what do you think about it? Do you think it needs to be voted on, or...? Remind me of the the proposal. Um, like, what does it say? Um, it's uh, burning for spot and margin. It's got fifty five billion votes so far. Sixty one billion. Well, you there's no governance for off chain. Yeah, like so, it really doesn't. Need you to can be. only govern the chain. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. It's 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 like. Whether um, centralized exchanges implement it or not is up to them entirely. We can't force it. You c- we, we can say that in the past they said, you know, we're going to listen to the community. And we can say this is what the community wants. And we voted on it regularly. But we can't ever enforce that on anyone. Like it's down to them being um, technically able to do it. And also um, being, I guess, altruistic enough to actually help. Yeah, that's true. It, but it, it, yeah, I didn't know if like voting on it would give like a consensus, like you know, boycott it or not. Like, no, I mean it's the the terror chain is like an island, and you can govern the island, but you can't force or encourage anything elsewhere. It's just impossible. Um, would you guys be interested in all writing a poem about our day and then all reading it out one by one? Yes. I would love yeah. to. Okay, anyone else? What did you say, Zara? Sorry, I missed it. 
would you be interested in like maybe a bit of poetry writing and like reading out we could just have like a poetry session oh yeah that would be nice um I'm sorry like... I'm actually I'm drinking an espresso martini right now because I'm going out in a couple minutes and I was really thinking nice. of you and so I added um caramel to it and it's really good I've never <laughs> done it before <laughs> oh that's so cool I'm very glad enjoy it for me thank you I will <laughs> That is honestly the best drink of all time. I mean, I think that was the poem, to be honest, from your side. Like you, you, you're the first one that's done. Thank you. Yeah, that was, it sort of just came from the heart. So it's the most authentic form of poetry there is. Hey, Noscope. Have you ever had any other accounts on Twitter? I honestly haven't. And it's a little embarrassing because I've, I've never really used Twitter until like now. I don't really know why, because I didn't realize it was so common. Um, but no, this is pretty much it so far. What inspired your profile, like your picture, your username, everything? I don't know. I was just kind of scrolling on Pinterest, and I was like, I like that. You know? So I screenshotted it, and I took it. And I was like, I'm going to put that, because I don't really know what else to put on there. What makes you stay in this space then? How did you come up here? I don't really know. I just clicked it and I was like, you know what? I like talking to people, so I don't really know what's happening in here, but I'll just figure it out. So here I am, and now I'm just kind of talking to people. So here we are. It makes a lot of sense to me. Am I the only one that sort of gets what's going on with uh, no scope here? I don't know. Steffi, you're an empath. And you might have a more intuitive understanding than the rest of us. Yeah, what, what, what's, what drugs are in our system? Like what's, what's going on? I will say I'm kind of extroverted, like in real life and in general. I really like being around other. I like to talk to other people. So I guess I kind of forget that sometimes it's not other people won't just like jump in a conversation. I don't know. I like to spend time with other people and talk to other people, even if they don't like agree all the time or like me i just kind of like to i don't know i'm just curious i like to meet other people even if they don't like me it's like all right well you know what i'll, I'll just go somewhere else but you know it's okay i like i like to meet new people so can everyone yeah, who's listening like... oh go ahead Marie. i just wanted to ask that everyone who's listening please follow me because i'm trying to get more followers Um. I, already I know that was like a really shameless plug for myself, but that's just the situation at hand. And like, I'm just resorting to begging. Um, please follow me and you will get something out of it because my posts are um, just typical quirky mid posts. So um, they'll bring hey, you um, some joy. I'll, I'll follow you um, if you if you follow me back. Um, <laughs> Would you do that? Yeah, I will. Okay, and I, I installed the bot that that actually lets you know when people unfollow you. So, I would I would probably know if if you unfollowed me. Just a heads up. <laughs> okay. You know, while we're at it, guys, since we're back on Marie, did anyone end up cash shopping Marie so she could get some good internet? Uh, no. Marie's problem is not like she a does have it problem. on her profile. She did mention that. So open her profile. She's got a thing you can send her some money. Like, 
listen to me. It it's not it's on, like most internet services. A lot of them it only be like twenty five. So someone in here needs a summary like twenty five dollars. Her, her problem isn't money. Her problem is that she's at places where she doesn't control the internet. Well, so unless maybe, she wants to like, let's say we send her enough money to buy, let's say the Dunkin' Donuts franchise or something, well, or maybe like buy the house she's living in, right? That or, it would work you out. You know, back page what's before it was taken down. You know, back pages. You know, back pages. Someone in here. Maybe we could all come together to buy a year of internet for Murray. Sorry, I'm. I actually, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm. I've been, you know, I've been jumping onto these spaces for about the past, you know, half year. I'm. I'm doing deep research on a Vice article. That's also what I said to my, you know, fellow rehab acquaintances when I was in rehab. But you know, it actually, uh, I learned a lot by living out that lie. But now I actually am doing deep research on a Vice article. So I just want to talk to you about how bad Backpages, Backpages was and was taken down before I quit drinking. And now I, I, I haven't had a drink in a week. But, you know, I, I just thought I'd jump on here because, you know, it, it's been a minute. And, uh, Will, uh, uh, what's, your, what's your drink of choice? What do you usually have? Uh, something smoked and bourbony. Have you considered just going back on the bottle? Uh, I have. I actually have. It's, it's only been about, I mean, I said a week, but it's been about, I don't know, five days, six days, five days, five and a half days, maybe, if you include weekends. Well, I don't, I don't want you to suffer from delirium tremens, right? You're not, vibe, you're, you're not like having tremors. Are you? No, 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 no. I'm just seeing spiders, but it's okay because, you know, I, all of you guys are my fellow arachnid friends, right? No? You know yeah, what? I would, I would recommend going to the hospital, probably. No, 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 you. it's okay. It's Steffi, okay. don't you're you my, feel like it my, kind of goes against your spiders. duty of care to be encouraging him to drink again? Well, he has two choices, right? Like, we deal with this a lot, right? So he has two choices. Mm -hmm. One is, he goes to the hospital and gets plenty of benzos so that, like, he's not going to go into de de delirium tremens and have, like, ventricular fibrillation and die. Or the second option is just go back to drinking again. So people have to. Well, no, 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 these no, two don't, I don't mean. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Listen to me. I mix benzos aren't a problem. All the time. I mix benzos all the time with cocktails. Yeah, just literally the other day, I mixed fucking clonopin. Honestly, honestly, with a Addy, Addy, I, I, I'm. Maybe you should take some clonopin right now. You fly through time and mix both. No, I don't know. Can you, Would you say have I ever mixed benzos and cocktails? No, I'm saying you can travel through time. Can you not? I can. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you that you, you know, I don't really know why you're not, you haven't drank alcohol in five days. Yeah. I'm going to assume it was purpose, but I'm I mean, really I hate proud. my present time. No, so like when I, do you take Klonopin? again like, with the Klonopin, it was actually I could at I least end up in the future and it would be better like than now. No. I'm proud of you, Will. Because yeah. I know it's I don't know what your reason was, but I know that usually people got their reasons. I know it's hard when you got, you know, if you like it. I feel and like you I'm brave. Know, I'm pretty brave. You know, Will, you, you might not be brave, but you're resilient and you're persistent <laughs> and you're persistent. And that's really what matters. As long as you don't give up, you're never a quitter, no? No, but you know, no, it doesn't matter if he didn't quit because he's gone at least five days. Like if he was an alcoholic, I don't. Yeah, five you, days is right about the time. But that if you, you die, really right? are, if you really are <laughs> yeah. an alcoholic, a lot of alcoholics wouldn't be able to go five days. So if you're actually an alcoholic in real life, and I don't know that, that's actually really impressive, and I'm really proud of you, Will. You know what? You should keep going because you know what? That's really hard, and I think you should keep going. 
Yeah, again, as I started with, I'm doing deep research for a Vice article, but I'm glad you guys all, you know, gave what, me wait, your Wait, what's a, what's a what Vice that? article? What is that? Vice. Vice is Vice. a Vice. Wait, Vice. when you that, say that, deep that, research yeah. for a Vice article, Vice. are you a Vice? Vice with a V, right? Yeah, yeah, that whole... Are you, know, you a Vice media. journalist? No, no, I said I was doing deep research initially. I mean, you didn't, you literally didn't listen to the beginning because I was doing deep research for a Vice article when I went to rehab initially, that's what I said. And yeah, oh. it doesn't matter anymore. It, it was it was like a big joke that didn't really land. Yeah. No, I'm just an alcoholic. It's fine though. I'm I'm gonna take myself off this stage. I'll see you guys later after you know, head down to the liquor store and say hi to old Patty. Yeah, either either drink no, or, or go to the no, hospital, no, but don't liquor. die, right? Well no, no, I've got the best. Well, have like it's not a matter of seizures. Take a nap. Don't don't fall. If you're really trying to avoid alcohol, listen, just get through it one more week. And if you get through it one more week, give, okay. You know what I like to do to get myself to do something? I look in the mirror and I say, if you do this, you get to have this. And it's something that I really want. Sometimes it's like a happy meal. And if you that, do this, you get to have a like <laughs> No, listen, the, okay. First of all, the clonopin was an accident because it didn't belong to me. Someone gave it to me and I was like, uh, I don't really want to take this. And they're like, no, you should. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm- they were right. They were right about it. I only that. had clonopin once. Um, and it was Coach, if you had made me a co-host again when I had returned, this space would be going very differently. Just want to put that out there. Well, I apologize. Fine. This, so. I'm not going to hold it against you because I have to leave soon anyway. But that I've was. Been dissociating. Yeah. I've been dissociating. I don't know. I'm kind of holding it against him. Coach hasn't been, been doing the host thing very long. He's like, he's like, doesn't know how to push all the buttons and pay attention. Yeah. yeah well, I came back Addie's hours ago. Well, but yeah, <laughs> now I'm about to like exactly. leave in two minutes, but it's fine. But I'm just saying certain, some people would have been kicked a long time ago if I'd been up it's here. Like, the vibes have really shifted. It's not the normal vibe. I was, it's not really fun. I was, I was, um, I don't know when, when the vibes shift, I just associate. And it's like, I can't even hear anything anymore. The, the, I think the issue was that Sefi was still here, but he didn't kick anyone. He just let it happen, even though he in was the, paying full attention. In the background, Sefi's I have too uh, diplomatic to kick people. No, in the background, I have this movie going on, and it's like, but I don't have the sound up because it's like, you know, it's going to interrupt the what's going on here. But like, there's this guy, and he's like seducing this artificial intelligence girl, and I just think it's interesting. Um, so I've been kind of like, pay attention to that, maybe. And uh, it's kind of interesting. She, he's like, like looking at her files and like maybe like hacking her, and then like he's like trying. I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to get her to fuck him or something. I don't know what's going on here. The movie's fucking crazy. But anyway, I'm, I'm somewhat distracted. Wait, what movie, movie are you watching? Is that the movie with Quentin Quentin Phoenix? Um, Coach Machina. Oh, I love that movie. Coach, can I suggest something? Um, yeah, yeah. Go. You know, last last time, for example. Uh, before I start talking to in this space to anybody, I was just sitting sitting down and listening to them. You know, hours and hours because I do pizzas and stuff. I got nothing to do. I just put the earphones and listen. But um, yeah, what yeah. I realize is, for example, the, 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 why why don't you sometimes like uh, choose randomly someone to like let them talk? Because some people they want to talk, but they just shy or they don't want to put their hands up. And, uh, you know, it looks like some people coming in and they stay there hours 
and they don't talk, they just mm. listen. Why don't you just sometimes just choose someone and shout out for them and say, look, come on then, say something. What, what's up? What are you up to? Something like that, you know? Because yeah, if, if, I, you don't, I, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't do that, like, uh, like this penguin, you know, <laughs> she's yeah. going talking, 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 you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're letting penguin talk a bit because she's never been here before. I think I usually do. I I do scroll down the listeners and and encourage people. I said today, like I started saying that you know it's creepy if you're somebody who's listened to multiple spaces and has never spoken. That's really really creepy, and you shouldn't be doing that. And then that inspired, like, I think about five different people to come up and explain themselves. Um, there was a guy who was like a, a, a postgraduate student who'd been at Harvard who came up and spoke and explained he'd been listening to at least 15 spaces. That was interesting. Um, and then we had a few others, too. I, I do try and do that. It's just um, like right now, I'm just like, I don't know, the vibe shifted. So I just dissociated. It's like I'm not myself. It's like I'm in a weird daydream, like I'm falling down into a pit. Yeah, I feel like angry, and I I'm I'm not really an angry person. I tend to joke about being angry, but right now, I don't feel I don't feel good. I feel sick. I feel like I've been traveling for a long time, and I just want to go home. You know. Yeah, it's made me sad that Zara has had to leave and come back to the space a couple times because she's needed to like take up take some breaths, and I just don't really think that we're running like. A very welcoming space if Zara, my best friend, has to keep leaving. You know, that doesn't make me feel very good. Thank you, Addy. I know you've always got my back. So I guess the real question is how do we improve the vibe? Zara, do you think I'll sometimes the vibe. Do you think sometimes the vibe is just gone or do you think it can always be got back? Oh, I believe a vibe is eternally salvageable. There is no, a vibe is never fully gone. You know, any point in history, you can always bring that back and you can bring it back to its full glory and magnificence. You know, everything can be regenerated. Um, everything with energy and structure, anything can grow. Mm. And um, I believe that applies to this space. But sometimes to make a garden beautiful, you need to prune old flowers. Did any of you, when you were children, like roam the woods? Or maybe like the bayous, like the deep, the deep like uh, like waterways, you know, yeah. tunnels where you know you you were you were a kid and you thought maybe there were like monsters in them and like maybe you'd get into fights with the other kids down in the bayous and in the, into the tunnels, right? Like you just keep like sometimes you get into fights, sometimes you kind of like have fun, um, you know. But you weren't supposed to be there, but like you went anyway. Um, do you guys ever have experiences like that, like where you actually went outside? Yeah, I used to roam. I used to roam through the woods. It was how that, that story about the fire happened, Sophie. I used to roam a lot. Like, what's the, what are some of the strangest things that you've seen when you're sort of, like, exploring as a kid? Like, you know, because things are very different when you're a kid. Like, everything's, like, fresh, and it's, like, there's this weird world, and you have no idea what could happen, right? So it's, like, you use your imagination a lot. Um, this is maybe not particularly what you were talking about, but when you were talking about the woods, it reminded me of it. When I was young, I had a little hamster, and one day the hamster went to my brother's preschool for like show and tell. And one of the kids, they were passing around the hamster so everyone could touch it, and he squeezed my hamster so hard that it died. <laughs> 
and then <laughs> they send the hamster home in like a bag or whatever. And then my au pair had to break it to me that, you know, Hammy was dead. And we had, I was like sobbing and screaming and crying. Hammy, wait, Hammy the hamster, Addie? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like, that was the, listen. That was the depth of the naming. <laughs> I was like, I okay, don't know, go ahead. seven. Okay. But anyway, Hammy came back in a little bag and then. I wanted to have a funeral for it. So we dug, you know, a hole in the ground. We laid flowers out. I made this whole thing. I made us all like wear black. Like I was really distraught over Hammy's death. And then a couple years later, um, my parents, you know, they decide marriage isn't working. We're going to get divorced and selling the house. So they each moved into their own houses, whatever. So when we were selling the house, um, my first thought when I heard about, you know, the divorce and everything wasn't like, oh my God, my family is like ruined. And like, what are the like psychological impacts that this is going to have on me for the rest of my life? It was. Wait, were were you kind of, uh, not to go on too much of a tangent Mm -hmm. here, but you were kind of like expecting them to get divorced or like what? What No, I think I was just like. Like, why didn't it bother you? No, it certainly bothered me. But like my first thought was, I mean, that's like a whole different conversation of like, maybe like the, you know. I, I don't know. My I never saw my parents, I'll put it this way. I never saw my parents were not affectionate when I was younger with each other. Um, so maybe not so shocking in retrospect. My dad was always gone because he was on business, whatever. But um anyway, my first thought was, oh my God, like Hammy is in the ground and we need to dig him up so we can take him to our next house and like because I'll never be able to visit his grave, which was just in our backyard. And I made such a scene about it that my parents dug up in the ground. And of course, at that point, he's long gone because it was a hamster. Um, And then they just got a bag of dirt and we brought it to our next house. And I like put it in the ground and they said, oh, yeah, like Hammy's in there. But it was just a bunch of dirt. Um, But I don't know. It was like his his grave was in the woods. So that's why I thought of it. But yeah. So. Addy, thank you so much for sharing. For sharing. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Addy. <laughs> so like, I've been, I was tears running down my face. I'm glad you, you appreciated it, Zara. In retrospect, um, probably because we also had a cat that died that we also buried. I don't know why I wasn't, I was so much more like concerned with Hammy, but. But like, did any of you kind of like, like maybe draw maps of the local region, right? Like you, you, you know how like, well, I don't know. People here like are used to like the fucking internet maps and everything. But like, remember when like maps were on paper? Like, I don't know if you guys had any like paper maps and like, like there was this kind of concept that like, okay, if you just found the right place, right, you'd find treasure. It was like, um, you know, maybe people for some reason would like bury treasure in a tunnel somewhere and um you know we're gonna go find it right so we would like you know grab this some sort of paper map and we'd like arbitrarily like figure out like okay this is where probably you know like i don't know fuck what is it pirates or criminals or something would like bury treasure right and then we'd go after it we'd like formulate a plan like how are we gonna get this treasure once we find it uh, are we gonna like bring it back in a wagon like you know this kind of shit right this is when in America, like kids actually played outside. Like that's, you don't see that anymore, but like, um, I don't know. It's like, uh, you, you go out into sort of like, we had these kind of like deep, um, 
I don't know, like bayou looking things. And, and it's not really, it wasn't really particularly safe. Like you could drown in the fucking thing. Like if enough water came by or if you went into these tunnels, but like, whatever, um, you know, we, we, don't, we were willing to risk our lives because there was treasure inside. Right. And there was like maybe a monster or something like that. So, uh, you know, we'd have like little, we'd take like little defensive weapons, like some like toy weapons and just in case, right. Like just in case we had to kill something. Um, yeah, that kind of fun, like where it was like super, super, um, I don't know, imaginative or maybe naive, but like we're kind of stupid too. And, um, you know, and then you'd like meet other kids who are hanging out in these fucking places, which is really weird. And then like, they're like thinking that you're on their turf and, and all. And like, I remember getting into this, uh, there was this one kid by the name of Poopy. And we thought uh, like why his friends were calling him Poopy. I couldn't get it, but I was like, you know, he was like a really short kid, but like he would kind of, like uh i don't know he's like a feisty little fucker and like i don't know somehow or another i end up like popping him in the face which is really i don't know what happened like there was some argument that came about but like these are the kind of little adventures we have in these like um like river tunnels and shit and it was just kind of strange like sometimes uh but it was weird like back in those days it was like i don't know like it was our parents didn't give a fuck like we just go out and like they assume we just make it back right like it's not like today where people think oh you're gonna get kidnapped or some other nonsense right like you just roam out there have fun with the kids and like and um i don't know it was just like a like a free time where you can just um <clears throat> just kind of be imaginative and like roam out there and um and uh like we just like get on our bicycles and go like i mean like imagine being like i don't know seven or eight right and you're you're riding your bike out like three four five miles out um away from home and just kind of roaming about um you know like obviously we, we could have gotten into a lot of trouble doing it somewhere right but like there was something about that experience just going out on your own um it's what that's what bruce was mentioning the other day when it's like you gotta drop a kid out in the fucking like wilderness and let him come back home like we pretty much did that to ourselves to a large extent which I don't know, maybe explains like, you know, why I act the way I do. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some, some of you guys have like stories of like these wild, like, like times as children, like where you just did shit. I mean, I have a lot of those, but um, I don't know why I've just got the urge to just tell you guys, like a main hobby that I used to do growing up was I would just go out after school by myself and I would go to um, the co-op supermarket car park, which is a convenience shop. And I would just go to the car park by myself and I would just rollerblade around. Um, and I really like rollerblading a lot. And I also, that location is also really close to um, where when my hamster died, I put him in a sock and I chucked him in this river because <laughs> it was like a burial at sea. Um, <laughs> so I guess these are kind of two linked memories. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what my point was, but. I guess that was kind of like Faustian exploratory reflex sort of vibe. You know what your story reminded me of, Sefi, was that movie um, Stand By Me with those kids that are on the railroad tracks looking for yeah, a, like, like, like a dead body or whatever it was? Yes, yeah, Stand By Me, like Goonies, Stranger Things, um, like, uh, I don't know, like Sandlot. There's, there's a bunch of little like kids movies. You know, you know which one is really fun for me? Like uh one one that really like sparked my imagination i don't know if you saw this one called like i don't know if you remember war games right like that had a lot that had a lot of formative moments for me it was like i forget the name of the actor in that thing anyway but like this computer that like they sort of hacked into and um in the early days of computers and like they made this thing like almost like start nuclear war 
um, that was, it was like kids just playing around. And then uh, like another one was one called Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L, something like that. And this like robot kid or something. And, um, and uh, like they steal an SR-71 Blackbird uh, spy plane, which like at that age was like a fucking miracle. It was like really, really cool. And um, yeah, it's like just kids getting in trouble doing wacky shit. Like um, I remember one of Angelina Jolie's first movies. Um, I don't know if you've seen like Hackers with uh, it has that British kid in it too. I forget his name from uh, from uh, Train Spotting. Um, yeah, yeah, like, I know, I've seen that like, movie. Yeah, like, all that kind of shit. Yeah, all that kind of shit is what I used to kind of like either imagine or do or like. I just think of myself as those kids from the Stranger Things. That's probably the closest like example outside of the monsters and like other dimensions. <laughs> like that's the kind of crap. Like that's um, that's the kind of like kids we were. I don't know. I don't mean to interrupt you. This is just a quick question. Where are you from? I just need uh, to- where. Like where it's got all that territorial nature and stuff. Oh, well, uh, I've been all over the place, but I've been in like uh, Louisiana. I've been in Texas. I've been in uh, New, like in New Jersey of all places. Well, um, I mean, like, specifically, in- like for your, when you're explaining your stuff, I know, I don't even know why I'm asking this, but I'm just kind of curious now. Just, just like, like, where, in- like all that stuff happened. I just kind of, yeah, yeah, that. just different boonies. Like, um, like we've also like had, like we've been in different countries and things like that. So just, yeah, just like crazy places. But like, I remember like going to like, uh, uh, so we, I had this uh, friend who was like, uh, like crazy into like, I don't know, like history and like war history and shit. And um, like, I went to like, um, like I remember going to San Diego with him and like, when we were kids like his parents took us and uh, we went to like the naval base there and like you know like hung out where the aircraft carrier and the like all the planes were also yeah we just do all sorts of wacky shit when we were kids like it was just really fun um but yeah just different different places um but anyway it's like uh yeah maybe anyone's had like interesting childhood stories like i think like what happened was like if you were born after like fucking like what 2000 or maybe if you're born like after like like late 90s it's almost like uh parents are like oh like we don't want kids to play outside like they're gonna get like kidnapped or some shit and like there's this whole change in like u.s culture i don't know if it's true in the uk or not or europe but like there's this change in culture where like parents just thought all their kids were going to get kidnapped and then like uh you know their their children are driven to school for everything and they don't walk to school with their friends anymore but like yeah like what up was saying like that like the movie stand by me was a perfect example of like i don't know that was kind of like the 80s growing up in a nutshell it's like the kids just just roamed around and shit and then all that changed after a while i don't know why yeah i mean i i used to do that stuff i grew up in you know, pretty rural area. I mean, like 10, 10 minutes to like a village, but, um, grew up on 30 acres. Um, and, um, spent a lot of time outside exploring and like building forts and <laughs> taking like wagons, like those, like, you know, those like red rider wagon wagons. I think they are and like going down big hills with them, <laughs> like in the woods, like crazy shit. Yeah, were you guys the type like did you did you like do things like make like forts out of your pillows from your couch and your bed sheets and everything like create little yeah. tents and little, yeah. little things? Or, yeah, I mean, we we actually one time like my neighbors and I like we took um like sheets of plywood and like put them up in a tree and kind of like 
like nailed them into the like like a fork in the tree and made like a couple floors. <laughs> it was pretty cool actually. And we had like a ladder little, going up to a it. Swift Swamley Robinson or some shit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought those movies were interesting too. You know, where like uh I don't know, like let's say there's like a pulley system and there's like water coming from a river. And right. you're like, uh, you're, you're, you're having that come into your little house and you're drinking water out of that thing. Right. Like, you know, those kind of like weird machines, like those, um, like, uh, like handmade machines type of thing. I always thought that was kind of cool too. Like, but yeah, the thing is like, yeah. I never had the materials to build that shit. Like if I had it, if, if it was sitting in front of me, I would have built all that crap. Right. But yeah, like, like yourself, like I didn't have like a big pile of wood to like make a fucking tree house or whatever. <laughs> Otherwise I probably would have. Yeah. It was, it wasn't anything elaborate or anything, but, um, but it, yeah, it was like a couple floors. I think we did actually like rig up like a pulley or something to like pull stuff up, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there were any like specific quests that we went on. I mean, we would, you know, do sword fights and whatnot and, and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, for, for, for a lot of it, you know, we didn't, I didn't really have internet back then. I mean, I was born in 88, so I, uh, it was, uh, a little while before, like, um, even like AOL and some messenger came out and all that stuff. But, uh, I remember when all that came out and how exciting it was <laughs> to be able to like talk to my neighbors on the computer, um, and all that stuff. But I, I definitely had a childhood before all that stuff started. I do have something a little interesting. Well, it's kind of sad, but also a little interesting. So I'm from the Ozarks and the area here, it has like a lot of cliffs and shit. It's really dangerous to drive around here. You have to be really careful. Uh, but like five years ago, so I have one older cousin. He's one year older than me. I'm 22 right now. But he was 16. I was 15 at the time. And he had just got his license. And he basically pretty much drove off a fucking cliff down here. Because the cliffs here are crazy. Like, they are fucking insane. Like, if you've seen the show, it's pretty much the same scenery. I think they probably filmed it, actually, down here. But essentially, he's, a he's like, a literal vegetable now. Like, he has to live in nursing homes. He's been kicked out of a few of them. Like, I'm not even... He's been kicked out of a lot of them. And I don't really know why. I mean, I guess he Wait, gets, like... Wait, he's been kicked it. out? Yeah, no. Apparently, one time, he got in a fight with, like, an old man over an iPad, and the old man punched him in the face. I thought you just said that he was a vegetable. How is he fighting people? He was, he was a vegetable for, like, a year, but he's able to, like, walk with a cane and stuff now, but he has to live in a nursing home for the rest of his life, basically. Like, he can't... But he, but he periodically will, like, act out and punch people and shit. He can now, but he's not functional enough to where he can live outside a nursing home. Like, he's gonna be in a nursing home probably the rest of his life but he can walk like a cane and stuff now but it took like years to get him to that point but for a long time he wasn't able to like get out of bed and shit like he was not able to move he was in a coma for a really long time he can walk like a cane and stuff but he can't really speak anymore he can't your childhood is fairly traumatic then well, no, it's his childhood that was, but like, so is, for example, like when you were in like, let's say like maybe like a junior high school level, right? Did people like periodically like, um, like roll up a, a tube of newspaper or something, maybe whack you in the head or, uh, maybe like throw like, uh, like, did you ever get into food fights in the cafeteria? To be honest with this is like 
I'm not even joking when I say this. I don't even know how I graduated high school because I never fucking showed up. I wasn't even there half the time back in the day. Oh, where, where were you? Say this, my co- he was the only older cousin I had, and he was the first one to get his license. So when he became a vegetable, I became really afraid of driving. So I didn't get my license till I was like 19. Because after that happened to him, I was really... And we live in an area where it's, it is dangerous to drive. You have to be careful because there's cliffs and shit fucking everywhere. But yeah, no, that's mm. kind of my nature, territory, childhood story. Yeah, I don't think we, I, 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 I never got any of my friends killed. I, I was largely kind of keeping them safe, right? Like I didn't want them to be like fallen into, say, like drown or whatever, right? So I was a little bit on the cautious side myself. I mean, we were out there a little bit, but like, you know, we were kind of like careful at some, at some level too. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't dead. We did live on the lake. Yeah, of the- he survived, the- right? So you're you're not completely. Yeah, no, he survived. Now, now he's probably never going to be like able to live on his own again. But he talk of the cane and shit for a long time. He couldn't move at all. He, I don't know if he'll ever be able to like speak fully again. But do you he visit him in the nursing home and like apologize for him falling off a cliff? Well, I don't apologize because it was. I mean. It was his fault because that was his fault. Yeah, he was being dumb. So, and I, I mean, I was, I wasn't there. I mean, I don't even know how he did that. But do you feel anything about this? Like, do you feel? No, I feel awful for him. I was terrified to drive after that happened to him. But he lives like three hours away from me now, so I don't get to visit him as often. Because it was like probably almost a decade ago. Does anybody visit him or is he just sort of like looking at the ceiling? Oh, no. There? no, my family does all the time. I moved away from the Ozarks like a, two years ago for my job. So, but he's like around my family and stuff, but I don't get to see him or anything anymore as much. But my family's usually always with him. But you left the Ozarks? Yeah, no, I left like two years ago. Oh, it's like, what area did you move to now? Kansas City. I'm still in Missouri. Okay, okay. But, like, Kansas City seems a bit more boring than uh, the Ozarks, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, honestly, the reason I moved out of the Ozarks, it kind of sounds kind of, like, kind of funny, but what happened to me, it really did kind of scare me. So I didn't really want to live there anymore because it really got me afraid of driving. So I was like, I don't even want to live here. I don't want to live in a place where it's so dangerous to drive because it happens so quick. And he was like the first of like my cousins and siblings, like the, basically the first person in like my family's generation to drive. So what's, the, what's, the, what's the what's the most interesting thing in Kansas City? Um, I mean, there's this corn maze they do on Halloween. I really like that. That's, that's have you guys ever done a Have you guys ever done a corn maze, uh, Bruce? I like corn mazes. I think Bruce probably does does these periodically. Is he still? I don't know if he's here. Marie, have you ever done a corn right. maze? Do you guys know what a corn maze is? Um, yeah, I've been on a corn maze. What's that? Are you talking about where you they cut like a maze out of a cornfield? Yeah, and then they like hide little like um, Easter eggs and like uh, pumpkins and other stupid shit. Have you ever done this? Mm, I think they I think in the UK they do 
they do like ones out of hedges and things. Well, in the UK, it's different. Like every time it happens, people think there's aliens and shit coming, right? Like that's where most of those this aliens. Is, this is like a Halloween. Happen. This is like a Halloween thing, sort of around around here. Yeah, this isn't one of those alien things. This is where like you know, like people do it just for fun. Like they they put like a they like carve pumpkins, you know, and then like they'll have like a face on the pumpkin. I don't know if you guys in the UK know about the Halloween. Um, and then what you do is you like light a little candle inside of it so that the face of the pumpkin looks like a, a scary little thing. And then you put it in the middle of this corn maze, which is uh, like kind of sticky. It's like if you get lost in there, you're, you're, you know, you need to like do some work to get out. But um, yeah, uh, no scope. Like, how did you get out of the corn maze? I, like last time they had to like airlift me out. Like I got in there. Right. And I got lost. So it's like, but I had cell service. I had like 5G service. They brought in a helicopter and just like tied like ropes to my body and just pulled me out and took me out of there. Right. Cause I was lost in there for like days. They took me to the hospital, like put me in IVs and like rehydrated me. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. You know, I've honestly, I'm not really feeling creative enough to like think of a funny response, but like realistically when I was actually in the corn maze, I just kind of followed my friends out. I just kind of followed them. But no, I like, I'm not even being serious. In other kidding. words, you're saying you like and your corn- friends were, we're not like dumb I enough really to get do. Caught in they're the really fun. They're like it's kind of scary, and it kind of gives you like an, a little adrenaline rush, and it's really fun. Yeah, and I, I was like, say because they give you little games to play. No scope. Shut up, Katie's trying to talk. Thank you, Sarah. No, I was gonna ask if anyone's been to like a haunted one of them that's like actually haunted, where like you know the like, creatures are chasing you and shit, and it's like drunk high schoolers. <laughs> those are kind of fun yeah i hate i hate those things i've always hated like i mean i watched some horror movies when i was a kid um but i generally just don't and some people really like gore and like scary shit but i've just like never liked that i mean those things always freaked me out (laughs) drunk high schoolers is that a good time or a bad time what what the fuck's that supposed to mean I was going to ask they you guys. Probably uh, had a good time. Have any of you guys ever seen a ghost? Anything like that? Or like some kind of apparition, or maybe seen objects move around you like a poltergeist kind of thing? I haven't I've seen light move one time. Um, I've saw, seen saw light or something. Or... Almost like, like, like Tinkerbell. Yeah, I did, coach. Honestly, I did. You know, I know you, you're not going to believe that, but look what's happened. No, no, I'm open. You know, I, I believe these things anyway, but one day, you know, what's happened is I I, I go have a, like, you know, smoked. And uh, on that day, uh, my girlfriend on that time, my girlfriend and uh, her son go to bed. And I was in the sitting room. But she was keep telling me because when we moved to the house on, 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 on that time and she was telling me she feels something. You know, she feel like someone in the house. Like she feel like a ghost yeah. kind of thing, you know. But I was I, I yeah, I never I never I never feel it. And uh, one day I had a smoke and then when they go to bed I sit in the sitting room, you know, I was waiting and I was just looking at the um uh what do you call it? Not the floor. What's the uh, roof? I was looking at the roof, and then uh, like top of the ceiling, and I was saying, "Fucking hell, are you here? If you're here, fucking show yourself." You know, like that kind of stuff. I was honestly like talking to him, 
And I, I didn't get nothing, nothing at all. And then I was start thinking, what the fuck, how, how can it be? And then anyway, and then time go past and then I go to bed. Honestly, I'm not joking to you, coach. When I lie down in the bed and I said, to, I, when I was looking at the ceiling again, I was, I remember that again. And I said, fucking hell, are you, are you here? If you're here, fucking show yourself, do something, you know. Um, do you know that bed? Yeah. On, on that bed, you know, that uh, bed got a leg. I swear my life, the leg come out. I go down, my uh, girlfriend and then son was sleeping with her as well. And both of them come to me, like bed, honestly, bed go light right down. You know, on one side, on my side, it's go down. And when we wake up, I didn't yeah. say anything to her anyway, because I know she's going to shit her pants. She said, what's happened? I said, I don't know. But both legs was broken. I swear my life. I wow. can't, you know, I got, now I got four kids. I can't swear on my four kids' life that that's happened. Honestly, we believe you. We believe you. This is a, we might joke around, but we're very open people. And I believe what you went through. And it was also really good that you didn't tell her. How does that sound? It shows mm. that you're a strong character and you don't want her to be scared. Anybody else have stuff like this? So one one time I I asked the universe directly for a sign, and um, within five minutes a bird flew into the window, just slammed right into the window. Within five minutes, it was it was interesting. Did it die? No, no, it flew off. That was a good thing. When you say. When you say a sign, was it like a sign of anything in particular or just like a sign that there's more to life than just, I don't know, physical matter? I think it was, uh, um, it was when I was younger and it was when I was just kind of questioning, I think, life and my place in the world and searching for meaning um, and wanted to know if there was something more to it. And um, so I just kind of within uh, myself just asked if, if there was any deeper meaning and if there is, uh, show me, show me that there's something more to this, give me a sign. And within five five minutes, a bird flew into the window. It was night. I was in the kitchen and, you know, standing in front of the kitchen counter. And a bird flew right into the window. <laughs> so it, I, it was interesting. I've got a slightly different problem along those same lines, like, or situations. So, like, I told you I have, like, these big windows, right? And um, I don't know why, but there's this one spot, like, there's, like, a bunch of beak... Um, you know how like if you take a like a bird hits the window with its beak and like pecks at it or something, you know how like little make little chips in the glass. So I've got this one spot on the glass with like like I don't know, hundreds of little like little peck mark looking things. And basically it's because every so often a bird will hit the window in exactly the same spot. And it's been doing that for like this has been happening for years and years. So I don't know like what to do about it. Like maybe is it because there's some sort of like magnetic line there? Is there some kind of like, you know, like it's, is it some specific type of bird that does could this? It, I'm not really could sure. Could it be seeing, seeing a reflection? Is it uh is there a reflection? Well, I mean, 
Yeah, but that would be true of like anywhere among this glass, right? It's just, but this one spot is where it continues to happen, like in, in, that, like a one foot radius. You think there's like a, maybe a spiritual uh, ghost thing there? Do you think it's like mm-hmm. some sort of bird science? Have you ever guys read about like animal navigation? That's a fascinating fucking subject. Like the, the yeah, pure yeah, variation. Fact, the pure variation. Uh, yeah, Bruce, have you ever met people that like, uh, I think the UK has a lot of these folks, like the people that breed like these carrier pigeons. Uh, say it again, Sophie. Breed breed carrier pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Like UK has a lot of these people that breed carrier pigeons and stuff. Like it's a whole like hobby and everything. Yeah, I'd I'd like to know more about that if you know if you know about that how they how they have a sense of direction, right? Like whether they uh, are going north or south, because the the migration is in- instinctual. But yeah, I mean, I wonder how they what it is if it's like the. Uh, um something that they're sensing like in the environment like um where the sun's going down or i don't know just they have some sort of like like natural clock for what season it is and they just have a sense of you know directing themselves based on the you know maybe they maybe they intuitively know the sun goes down in the west so they fly a little bit you know like 90 degrees to the uh to the right or, or something like that Mm. You know what you could do, Sucky, is they have these um, bird feeders that are like they suction up to windows. I have one of them at home in our kitchen so we can like see the birds when we're doing dishes. You can put that there because then they would like get a little snack. I don't know. Um, also, I'm going to go in a second, but this was not Yeah, so I think maybe put like a bird feeder like with suction cups on the window where they normally crash that way like they go and eat instead uh interesting yeah so you said that there was actual oh sorry coach yeah if any of you haven't read this yet look up animal navigation on wikipedia and just scroll that page and look on like the the subcategories there's some fascinating stuff like the one of the most fascinating things is the pure variation in the ways animals navigate and find their way home and find their way to food sources and also tell like members of the same species where the food is and where the home is and stuff. Um, there's, there's just an, a, an astonishing variation. For instance, um, certain types of beetles, I think particularly dung beetles in the desert, use star signs to navigate. They, they can see the night sky and they look for specific constellations of stars to orient themselves and know how to get back to home. It's like a, an, a, like a mind-boggling thing. They can identify, like with their little primitive beetle brains, they can identify star signs and they can direct themselves exactly where to go based on that. Like, just phenomenal. It's, I guess it's the information they have in the, like the, the barren desert um, where all you really have is, is the, the stars above you. But there's like more and more and more interesting things Another interesting thing is like the ways um, w- when a bee finds a food source and they go back to the, the hive, the way they communicate to other bees where the food is by doing little dances and things. Like it's just an, an endless, uh, interesting variation of navigation systems that have arisen. And, and also, as you say, Sefi, like the, the geomagnetic um, different things, like the ways uh, pigeons and birds can find their way across the ocean thousands and thousands of miles to one specific place. Like just in- what, what I find is also interesting about it, too, is like one of the deepest sort of mysteries to me is the idea that like you can encode this in DNA, 
right? Like, it's like, cause these things aren't like the birds aren't trained to do this stuff. Like they just know it like instinctively, right? Like you, you just, even if they're sort of like, uh, not like trained by their parents and whatnot, they still have this capability. It's very, very weird how, like how encoded animals and us are like, it's especially true of us too. Like, I think human beings don't like this idea that somehow like our DNA hard codes, a lot of our behaviors, but it's amazing how, um, how mm. much can be encoded in terms of like the nature versus nurture argument. Uh, my um, space is cut out right as this conversation started. And like, this is like something that I'm really interested in. And um, mm. yeah, when I was in uni, I did a massive uh, like a uh, thing about um, like how animals use the stars and like natural senses of direction and circadian rhythms and stuff. And it's honestly so amazing. Like, really they they know that birds and most migratory animals they all use the stars and stuff but like they, they even like they got birds and they literally spun them around and like they, they were in some like massive blackout place and they still went the right direction like they knew south from north inside them so yeah like like stuff you say the geomagnetism stuff is the theory they say like oh like there's a slight magnetic chip in some, not chip, but like a magnetic part of some birds' beaks, and that this acts as like a natural GPS. And but really, they're just guessing, and it's just amazing. So they need the sky. They they need the uh, if it was cloudy every day right. and every night. The point is, they they still do it even when it is cloudy. And that's oh, okay. So you're saying you're okay. yeah, like they. Huh. Like they use the stars roughly, but even like chicks that were taken away from their mothers, they can't have just followed their mothers because they didn't have them. They were like in situations where they couldn't see the stars and they still managed to find the right place. And like, it was really cool. I saw a swarm of like, migratory butterflies recently, um, like red admirals. And um, it's just amazing. Like they travel such long distances and when you see it in front of you, it's just the enormity and like magnificence of nature is just so overlooked by so many people and i think it's important to appreciate it yeah it's cool recently too i saw i was watching a documentary about um plants and um uh seeds they were they were showing so how some seeds when plants drop their seeds um they actually um, I think it's, I think it's, um, governed by like how much, like the humidity level, but, um, at a certain point they'll, they'll actually start like, kind of like crawling across the ground, um, and wiggle their way into any cracked, um, parts of like the soil. So they kind of like shimmy down as far as they can like into into the ground and that's that's how they they kind of like ensure that they're gonna they're gonna grow and they're gonna be in a good spot and it's really interesting they don't, they almost look like a little bit of like an animal type of thing when they do this and they're they're really just seeds it's pretty interesting yeah fascinating i've i've linked something at the top let me just have a look have i done it <clears throat> yeah i remember reading about um animal navigation when I was younger and this is one of the fascinating things as well that it's it's not just finding their own way to, to say home it's also communicating to each other so one of the fascinating things here 
maybe Zara knows more about this kind of stuff because it's like quite old in my memory now, is the the waggle dance of the bees. So um, if a bee finds some kind of pollen or like food source or maybe even water, um, some something nutritious that it wants to have, and say it's like two kilometers away from the hive, it'll come back to the hive and it'll do a little like um, kind of, it looks like a figure of eight dance, whereby the orientation of the middle part of the figure of eight is a certain angle and a certain distance. So um, a bee can fly, say, I don't know how fast a bee flies, but, but basically it, it angles its dance to point towards the trajectory of um, where the food source is relative to the sun, interestingly enough. And it also flies this little dance. It flies like one second of this little dance per kilometer of distance away this food source is. So it, it, say if it does like a figure of eight and the middle part of the figure of eight is one particular direction and it's say um, three seconds long in distance, another bee would see that and it would, it would notice that relative to the sun, it's a certain angle. And also it would be flying for three seconds, which implies that it's like three kilometers away to this food source. It's like a ridiculous thing. Read this article, read this Wikipedia. It's like a, just this mind-boggling, crazy thing. Maybe you know, have you ever heard of this, Sarah? If you do biology and stuff? I'd heard of it before. I just, before you said about it, I saw it on the timeline and I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this. It's complete. Um, it makes I, just how this, how this came about. Like, yeah. I mean, this, this is why, uh, like, Bruce, um, like, you know, when I think of like the different, um, sort of like artificial intelligence based um, sort of like not just robots, but just like computer programs that are being developed. What like what is being noticed essentially is that a lot of the ways these things communicate with each other um, will be completely foreign to us as human beings. It's not like, oh, they're going to learn English and uh, mm. we're going to be able to tell that they're smart because they're talking to each other in English or something like that. Right. Or maybe they're, we're going to be able to judge their intelligence because of their ability to communicate with math or something like this. Um, like if you look at how nature does it, you know, all these weird like permutations of communication, uh, which uh, like at some level, yeah, if it's a beehive or something, right, you can observe it for long periods of time and sort of like figure out maybe some patterns, you know, based on the distance of like some flowers or uh, where the you know, relative positions of the different organisms are. But like with the computing version of this, it's like much more strange in that when you see them behave with each other, it's like there's there's no there's no like level of predicting it. There's it's almost like imagine kind of like uh, the waves in the ocean and like being able to predict a specific uh, existence of a wave or something like that. You get a sense of what's happening, but like the ability to predict the future and what these things are going to do is pretty much like remarkably uh like difficult and like at, but the speed of the speed that they move is so much faster right like so much quicker than anything like what we think of biologically that um i, I think they're going to move like almost like a fluid beings almost um like rhythmically where we won't even be able to like appreciate what exactly they're saying to each other and that's like why like the google people had to like shut down one of their systems and like Facebook had to shut down one of their systems. Like they don't know what the fuck to do. Cause like they're yeah. rewrite, especially when they rewrite themselves, it's like, Oh, they're talking to themselves in some new language, just some new vibe. And like, we have no fucking idea what they're talking, saying to each other. Is this really happening? Like, like, oh, it's very much happening. Really? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Can you talk yeah, about yeah. a situation mm -hmm. where they've 
like you talked about needing to shut it down because it was so confusing or something. Can you talk about like one of those instances? Yeah, it's not so much that it's confusing. So like um, both like um, so so uh, if you look at kind of the different um, sort of like systems that are being built out there, they're kind of being built to um, you know some of them are being made to sort of rewrite their own programming. And they're being made to communicate with one another such that like they're able to send messages back and forth. Imagine like like Cosmos IBC sort of like, except the difference is, is that like at, at dramatic speeds, extreme speeds, and they're saying things to each other and eventually program, they're reprogramming each other to the extent that like the actual researchers have no idea what they're saying to each other, meaning like the... It's in the form of like neural network based behavior. Just it's just a bunch of letters and numbers at the end of the day. Like it's doesn't it seems like gibberish, but they continue to like construct like more and more like complex patterns of um, sort of talking to each other, so to speak. But like the the nobody can figure out what the hell they're saying. Like that's one of the biggest problems right now in what we call neural networks is that like the the, the data can't be interpreted in any meaningful way. Like in a human context, it'd almost be like the best way to describe it would be like let's say for example. Um, all of us in this room had like this conversation, right? Um, there's no amount, like, it's not like you can just get a scalpel and, uh, you know, open up the skull and like take a piece of Bruce's brain and my brain and KT's brain and like, mm. and then, and then like determine what the conversation was, right? It's not possible, right? There's this sort of like, um, impossibility of like re regressing backwards to figure it out. So when, when anytime these larger systems are built, like, and they start rewriting themselves, they get to this point where it's like, you don't really know what kind of value systems they're creating. You don't have any clue. And like, imagine, um, I don't know, imagine the, the existence of the human race over, let's say the last hundred thousand years. And imagine like, there's a series of computers that can talk to each other and essentially like do the com computational output of the history of all of humanity within, let's say the course of like a month. Mm -hmm. Right. Like and, and now they're talking to each other and making up little stories and shit. Um, that's sort of like the plot of this movie, like Ex Machina, which is where like the the robots and the computers start talking to each other and they start fucking like come up with a weird like like and you won't even know. It's not like, oh, like they're going to be against us or for us or something like that. But their, their motivations are just going to be unknown. And it's really hard to tell if something bad will happen. It's it's almost like imagine a beehive. But. Imagine like there were uh, trillions of bees roaming around your house or something like that. And, you know, they're buzzing with each other and like you're not sure when they're going to come and like come in a swarm and sting you. Um, it's kind of that sense. And um, so, yeah, like uh, several of these types of systems had to be shut down, like truly, because it was just like too dangerous to let them kind of out of the box, um, let them out into the wild or connect to the Internet or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. When you say shut down, weren't they disconnected from the Internet anyway? Like what was the? No, they they weren't actually connected to start with. So they once they got to the point where the computer, it's like a local network. Once it was determined that like, well, we have no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're becoming increasingly more complex in their interactions, and we have no way to monitor like the safety of such interactions in terms of like their, you know, because they're basically programmed to like make each other smarter, right? That that's like exactly what they're doing, like yeah. really quickly. So it's like you don't know, like so typically like there's this kind of black box idea, like. If you're going to study this, you would like not connect it to the internet because it's basically just dangerous to do so. You have no idea what they're exactly, going to yeah. do. Yeah. And it's not like they're just going to like escape or something. It's just like their ability to sort of influence the world 
is quite remarkable. And you see it like also like in all these Twitter bots and you see it in like um, sort of like you see it in crypto big time. Like it's a, it's a huge thing in crypto, like where like people will be like, oh, why did Luna Classic go up? And, you know, it's like um, and, and there's this entire infrastructure of things that like look at like how many posts are happening about a coin or a stock or something. And then like you'll have all these robo articles um, like all over the place. You'll have like bots show up on lots of different platforms like Twitter and stock twits and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, like people are like seeing the, the words and human actual human beings are responding, which then like creates this feedback loop where like people start talking because the thing is talking. And then like next thing you know, more bots show up and then more people are talking. And it's like this weird, yeah. like um, exponential, like. Um, behavioral curve and you have to sort of like know this is happening in like especially like in the crypto space if you don't realize it's happening you're like oh you think all of this like activity is purely organic and like it's just normal but in fact it's like this feedback loop and people think all sorts of shit like oh it's the whales or it's these like nefarious like organizations that are like have tons of money and they know exactly what they're doing right but oftentimes it isn't like you you look at this carefully and you'll notice this all over the internet and it's like it's funny, like, um, for example, um, like, you know, if I just post a chart, right? Like if I post something on Adam or Luna or something, right? Like I just post a yeah. chart. It doesn't even say anything. It doesn't say, oh, the price is going to go up. It's going to go down. It makes no difference. The sheer, the sheer mention of it alone is enough to sort of move markets. Like, because with all these different bots, with all these different organizations, all sort of feeding off each other, like attention is all that's needed. It's like this virality, this strange sort of like spontaneous behavior. Um, and it's, it's like, you can, it's almost like, um, think about it like an earthquake. It starts in one spot and then it spreads outwards. And, um, and then there's like this feedback loop where it's like, um, I don't know what's the best way to describe it. Like imagine like a bunch of billiard balls on a table and it just, everything's bouncing around and it just lose. there's like this loss of control that happens. It's like, mm -hmm. it's not like anybody's able to rein it in. They're not able to take a lasso and kind of like, you know, rein this whole thing in like a, a herd of cattle or something. It's just, it's just like a mixture of chaos and, uh, it, yeah, it's a fascinating process though. Yeah. And it's been going yeah. on for quite some time. And then I guess, I guess the, um, the task is, can you, can you direct that chaos <laughs> as well as possible? There's a, there's a saying in, in, I don't know why it came to mind, but in like the Hindu religion, there's a saying of, of, um, if you take one step towards God then he'll take 10 towards you. So like do a small thing to help the world or, or help people or love people. And he'll take 10 yeah, towards the, you. I just had that, yeah, that the, image of The like, Hindus and the B Buddhists actually both sort of realize this. Like if you look at like, if you, I don't know if you've read like uh, uh, Siddhartha's work, you know, regarding um, the story of Siddhartha. I mean, not, I mean not like, Herman Hesse. Yeah. Or, or just, yeah, the Herman Hesse version or any sort of permutation of like, like yeah. Buddhist teachings. Yeah. Basically it's like this realization that like, there's like different levels of society and not everyone's going to understand like this concept of nirvana, like straight up. And each level of person is like um, going to understand it at a different pace and a different idea. But yeah, like the, this idea of like corralling the human race into sort of like these different behavioral groups is like the entire basis for the Indian, Indian caste system, for example. Like it's literally 5,000 years of like, like a breeding human beings to, um, you know, be a priest class or like a warrior class. And, and they're very different in their behavior too. Like the type of behaviors you need to be like a political animal, like a, like a, um, you know, like a, like a king or something like that. It's very mm -hmm. different than it would be for like a small farmer, right? And it's like this realization that, hey, um, 
we can kind of control this behavior through religion and other things. So like, yeah, like, like Indian religion is like in many ways is very much like about genetic control. Like it's never stated explicitly, but like indirectly, like whether they realize it or not, like that's what has happened in India as a great example. Um, and, uh, like with, with AI and these type of things, like the, the weird thing is like these computers can figure us out very quickly. It's like, it's pretty sad. Like, like the, what type of personality you have and like what kind of behaviors you likely fit into. And like, it's almost like think about like profiling, you know, how like a criminal profiler does it. Um, but yeah, the ability to sort of like, um, manipulate us is really, really easy, um, <laughs> in the grand scheme of yeah. things. So it's, it's, and how fluid it happens too is also very interesting. So like the way like computers are shaping sort of like our future right now is really remarkable. And I think over the next several years, it's going to be like, like I'm looking at the stuff that's coming out right now and it's just mind blowing in how, um, like how rapidly impactful these systems will be like within a few years to like, you're going to look back at this conversation going, what in the hell? Like, like this was really like, um, like the time is about to change to, to such an extent that, um, like, I, it's just really hard to describe what it's going to look like. Even it's, it's really remarkable. Mm. When you say you're looking at these things, like what, what specifically you're looking at? Like, what are you, what are you reading? What are you researching? Well, just like, no, like simple things like, so what I do like in, in my particular field is like, it's, it's, it's a field that's very much like a game theory based idea. It's like very, this area of medicine is very like, um, it's like a min max kind of thing. It's a, it's like a process optimization thing. So like every single thing I do, like, I think to myself, basically like how would like an algorithm do this better? Right. Like, uh, like how many of these things, these tasks that I do, can these be replaced with? So ultimately I, I think of it from the perspective of like, how easy would it be? to replace what I do with, um, some algorithm doing it. It's like remarkable, like what fraction of what I do can actually easily be replaced. It's, it's just truly like at least 60, 70%, just like, like as a given, as a given, like not even like, Oh, like maybe, or, Oh, like, you know, like, you know, like, Oh, are you going to replace like radiologists and all this kind of stuff? Like, no, it's a given. It's just going to happen. It's like so obvious and so quick. And, um, so like, it doesn't take much to realize, Hey, wait a minute. Like, okay. Like, how am I going to be like not put out of a job? Like, how am I going to not be like uh, making me use? How am I going to be useful in this like new like ecosystem, so to speak? Right. So I'm always looking for ways to sort of make myself like maybe more useful and kind of think about this, but also just kind of paying attention to like what kind of tech is actually happening. Like, one is like the conglomeration of, say, for example, medical data in different systems. Um, another one is like the standardization of that data such that it's easily interpretable by like computer systems. And then like you get even further and you say, okay, well, um, there's simple algorithms and then there's neural networks and there's machine learning systems. And then like, so then you get to like things like IBM Watson and how long they've been working on this. Um, and, um, you know, which is basically like, um, IBM Watson, think of it as like a big, like, um, algorithmic, uh, system that essentially is, um, like it's basically like imagine a, a computer doctor sort of right sort of like where you google something you know how you'd mentioned the other yeah. day like oh if you have a medical problem right just google your symptoms actually there's a study that actually showed that if you just simply google your medical symptoms it'll actually show up um it, the diagnoses that will show up on the first page are actually like 
something like 70% of all the diagnoses you possibly could have or more are usually going to be in that front, that first 10 like hits, right? Somewhere mm-hmm. in the, that you're going to find your diagnosis, which is reasonable to say, cause like, you know, most people have common diseases, not like super, super rare things. Um, most people that will actually work. So it turns out like, and I'm not suggesting you like you Google your medical problems just to sort of solve your own shit. Cause it's not that simple. But, um, the point is like the, the simplest sort of things like a search engine can yield a lot of information. Right. So imagine, uh, you, that in the hands of, um, a, f- a fairly reasonable sort of like ruleless AI or like the mu zero system of Google DeepMind. And you get to a situation where it's like the the absolute obsolescence of a lot of the things that we think of as like normal jobs is like right around the corner. Like it's so close, I can taste it. Like I can, I know it's going to happen because um, if you look at how these systems have you know, like made short work of us in games like Go and chess, if I don't know if you've seen like uh, have, Bruce, have you watched the games of um, like uh, Alpha Star playing StarCraft and things like that? Have you, have you watched that? Yeah, I, I know they can train them on any game. And I know they can, I think you said before, they can watch any game and figure out the rule set backwards. Yeah, that's the Mu Zero system. And so in other words, imagine Mu Zero just simply watches me being a doctor, right? A lot of what we do is pattern recognition. It's not necessarily like an, an extreme in-depth knowledge of the physiology of the human body. It's just like, it's more just patterns of how things behave you know, in the wild and then just kind of like, uh, you know, treating things based on a lot of those features. So it doesn't take much. There's not that many things we can do. There's not many tests we can run, imaging things that we can do, right? There's a sort of finite number of items. So it's like yeah. each of those domains is being um, sort of like worked on so quickly. Um, it's not just like the robotic surgery and all those cool things. It's there's, there's just in every single domain uh, people are working on these things. And, um, mm. so it's like the, 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 there's just like, you can, it's getting so close, so close. And if you look at like what Intel has done, right? Like Intel has changed their entire, you know, chip fab concept to what you and I kind of have used all of our lives. All of us here, we've used these little chips that, you know, are in our computer and, um, you know, they added cores and you've heard all these things like, you know, multi-core, multi-threaded type of systems. But what they're moving to is actually chips that are scalable neural networks, meaning like you can connect them parallel into massive like um, uh, systems where it's not just parallel, but like a neural network is basically where one chip is connected to all the other chips. So like if you have a node, like you're creating kind of like, imagine like, uh, okay, so if you have three points, right, you basically create a triangle, right? And if you have four points, you have like the four edges, but then you have the two lines that cross across the middle. If you have five points, you have the five edge conditions, and then you have all the points throughout the middle, right? So the bigger you get, you get to this like, you get this graph theory concept of like interconnectedness, right? Um, But imagine like chips that are designed like from from the get-go, like from the very beginning to basically have like thousands or millions of these spread across and, and doing these, but it, it, blistering speeds, like, and like, in other words, like they had to shut down systems so far with not even close to this kind of like um, baseline neural network processing power. You start unleashing these things into the wild. And I promise you like all sorts of little kid geniuses are going to make stupid shit. That's going to be like, you can't turn it off. You won't even know like where they are. Like they'll be all over the world running all over the place and interacting with each other in weird ways, similar to how nature interacts with its, each other now. Like, like 
like we live in this world, right? Like we don't know what all the little bugs and insects and birds and all the fucking bacteria are doing. They're just doing shit, right? So somehow or another, like our human, our, the human body, the, our lives are all dependent on all these little things that are happening around us, all the little bugs, the wind, the, you know, the sun and all the little interactions in between. And the way that these computer systems are going to react is sort of like, they're going to be just be doing shit like all over the place. They sort of already do in, in many ways. Like they're like when you talk about Twitter algorithms or Facebook algorithms, that's like the most basic version. I think everyone sort of feels that, right? You sort of feel that there's that interaction happening. But as things go forward, like you won't even know the difference. Like even the people that work at these big tech companies won't even fucking know, like, is this an actual human that's making this interaction? Is it like some robotic event? Like nobody's going to know, which is the weirdest thing. Like we're going to just live in this. It's going to be like this almost like um, ether that this shit's happening in the background. We don't even know. Like, so it's, it's really getting interesting. Mm. And, and like, I think if you've played with all these systems out there now and you go, wow, like it's not that hard to mimic human beings at some level or the other. Um, maybe like, you know, it's not like one cohesive system. But the thing is, like, if you're working with like tens of thousands of different systems that have like semi-human behavior, how the fuck are you ever going to really be able to like, like verify for sure that's a human or not human, right? I mean, when so, you talk, when you say, yeah. when you put it like that, it makes me think of like, like a virus, right? Like something that spreads. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and actually, that's how it's going to behave, right? It's just going to evolve on its own. And we're going to just simply not, we're going to lose control of it. Because like the temptation, it's like, uh, I don't know if you like, I always like the story of Genesis with, uh, you know, Adam picking, you know, the fruit, you know, the apple and you know, like Eve suggesting that he eats it or whatever. I don't remember the exact words of the story, but you know, my point, like you basically like you eat from the tree of knowledge, you know, and God has decided, like, you know, <laughs> like if you, if, if you want to break free from Eden, uh, in other words, if you want to stay in the kingdom of God, you're not supposed to eat this fruit. Right. And man decides, okay, let's just eat this thing. So I think what we're, we're seeing is like the ultimate sort of like, um, event from like this concept of knowledge, like sentience happens. And then like what we're about to see is the, what was actually unleashed, right? Like, like it's a, it's like this unstoppable force. It's this kind of like, it's like, it's like, imagine saying to yourself, well, I want to make the bacteria on earth do X, Y, or Z. Like you have no control over that shit, right? Like you have no control over a significant portion of how the planet works. Right. But like with this, it's like, we're creating this entire thing and our bodies, you know, we've evolved to live in a biological world with biological values and like food and sunlight and, you know, uh, you, you know, all the other things that you think about be about being human, but these things were not created like alongside us, right? Imagine they didn't exist to evolve with us. It's like, we have not evolved to handle what these things bring to the environment, which is like essentially an apex predator. It's like, a, it's like, a, and it's not like the Terminator movies and all these other movies. I think, I think the truth is going to be way stranger than that. And I think, um, I don't know, like, there's not like, I don't, I think about this in a way because like my children are sort of like at the age where this will matter to them a lot. Like it's going to matter to them in the very near future. And I, it's weird because, like, I don't know how to really prepare them for any of this. Like, there's no, there's no. I mean, like, nature, nature's like the evolution of nature is much slower than than what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly, exponential. So, yeah, there's no way that we would be able to. Like, if something got out of control, <laughs> there's it's no a weird way. Problem because if I tell my children this, it's going to scare the shit out of them. On the other hand, if I don't tell them, it's like there's not, there's no preparing for it. 
But like what I tell like a lot of the doctors I train, right? I'm like, okay, here it comes. Like your goal is to be as useful as humanly fucking possible. Like, like your physical still skills should be high. Your knowledge skills should be super high. Like, don't mm. just read this shit because you have to memorize it for a test because your, your very lives are going to depend on knowing these things, like, in terms of a job because, like, there's so many aspects of this that you can be replaced. Mm. What, do you, in- what do you feel, real quick, yeah, just real quick question. Like, what do you feel, um, like, which artificial intelligence companies are, like, top right now in your, in your view? Because I was, I, I've been thinking that, I mean, there, clearly. Well, some of the biggest, um, players in this um are there's google of course with DeepMind. there is like the facebook machines and they don't really release much information actually comparatively there are um uh uh what's the other one um i was thinking of oh tesla is fairly big in autonomous which is why its stock price runs so high because everyone thinks they're gonna like create like a car god of some kind (laughs) like (laughs) so there's them and then there's a whole bunch of others, like um, pretty much every, like if you look at the major defense houses, um, Lockheed Martin, um, who else, like Boeing, uh, there's quite a few others, like um, even SpaceX to some extent. Most of the major United States um, um, sort of like, uh, like what do you want to call it? Like the, the military industrial complex type um, companies. Um, all of them have um, facilities that are dealing with like things such as um, AI and then also like quantum computing. Um, you know, I've had like friends and such that um, have gone to work for these different places. You know, they don't really tell you much because, well, they're not supposed to. But the point is, um, yeah, there's, there's like many of these companies have different projects running and at different levels of depth. Um, yeah, so it's like this arms race is happening already. Like everyone's trying to fight with everyone else to find the coolest shit. And, um, so it's, there's no like human drive to like slow this down. I can tell you that right now. Like everyone's just in an arms race. Yeah. I was just asking like purely from the standpoint of like, who would be wise to invest in right now, but, um, coach had a question. So yeah, the investing angle is not that clear cut. Like most of these are not like, um, like there, many of them are existing large companies. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of a three-part space hosted by CEO Coach Bruce Wrangler. Beautiful experiences you cherish. Confessions. Recorded on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focus, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envisioning in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. in a
a little den envisioning the middlemen listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next no one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol but it didn't matter we was all hyped up when the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill watched in the daytime till the night curfew rats in a cage till they make time to murky got a little job that falls under my purview we gotta get this mob away from the birds view gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Ten spaces